on this episode of Money with Friends, how to tell when it's okay to splurge on luxury items. We've got we've got lifestyle and shopping expert Amy Goodman here to tell us all about it. Give us some really good advice. It is Wednesday, December 16th. Let's talk money with our friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown up kitchen in New York City. And I'm lifestyle journalist, Amy E. Goodman, coming to you from my kitchen countertop in Washington, D.C. Here on Money with Friends, we talk about the latest personal finance headlines. We add in the insights and wisdom of our fantastic cast of thought leaders like lifestyle and shopping expert Amy E. Goodman. We mix in some questions and comments from our money friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Amy, welcome back. Delighted to be with you here. It's a little bit cloudy and potentially a white Christmas a little bit early. So uh, lots of joy here and festivity from the Goodman household. Oh, that is so nice to hear. And I've loved watching your reels on gift wrapping and all that. How do you come up with these ideas? Actually, my golden, golden gift wrapping idea was on when Meredith Vieira had her show, I had come up with how to like literally deconstruct a bag sort of and have it fit absolutely anything, a basketball, like a football, like anything that's odd shaped or odd sized. So you could literally take wrapping paper and create a wrapping bag or shot, you know, gift bag to accommodate any odd size gift. And it it literally went, it was like 20 million plus views. Oh my God. That's so cool. Yes. Yes. And to be very quickly copied throughout the world, I forgot to put it on YouTube. So, you know, there's that. (laughs) Oh, there's that. Oh, the lessons we learn as the social media world evolves. Where have you been? I feel like you've been everywhere this holiday season. It has been one of the busier ones. I'm not quite sure why that is, but uh, just kind of quickly pivoting in to be able to do and broadcast from home, I think has been one big one. Another is I always just like really, really unique gifts and finds, things that might be from, I've been featuring small businesses a lot this year. Um, They've certainly been feeling the financial crunch. So it really has been a delight and pleasure to be able to, to feature unique gift ideas that people might not have had on their radar and also to support artists and to support those who are um, running their independent businesses and praying, praying, praying that they make it through this winter season. Yeah, I know. It's really been very hard here in New York. The uh, restaurants now have had to shut down their indoor dining. And as you mentioned, we've got a big winter storm coming. So I think the outdoor Mm -hmm. dining is pretty much kaput for quite a while. So I just, my my heart goes out to all of these restaurants. So many of them will not survive. So let's just hope we can get them the help that they need ASAP. And also you mentioned small businesses. We were talking just yesterday on Tuesday's show about gift cards. Small businesses are a great way to buy someone a gift card. If they don't have a big active website, they can talk you through what they sell and they Mm -hmm. can, um, just be a wonderful way to support a business and give somebody something unique and much less likely to have that gift card scammed in any way than if you have one to a much more, uh, a larger mainstream place. So you can buy gift cards at small Mm -hmm. businesses and support them. And you can also probably buy them to let people buy luxury items, which is what we're going to talk about in just a minute after we see which one of our friends, how was that for a transition? After we see which one of our friends is going to lead us into the headline. This is Tara from Rise Up. Just when you thought it couldn't get better, it's time for our headlines. This story comes from Kiplinger. It is by Andrew Rosen, who, let's note, is a CFP and a CEP. How to tell whether you can or should splurge on a luxury purchase. And he talks about the fact that you should 
think really hard before you buy these big things like a sports car or an RV, because there might be better places to put your money. On the other hand, um, obviously we all have to kind of live our lives. So you and I will talk, let me summarize the article a little bit more, but there's definitely a couple sides to this. Um, he talks first about all the different things that are hitting us financially with potential tax changes and obviously the COVID-19 pandemic hitting everybody economically. Um, and us feeling like we really want to splurge. But then he gives a couple of examples of things that people might want to splurge on these days and why, clearly he has a point of view here, and why maybe they're not a great idea. One of his examples is a camper. Because a lot of people are thinking, well, my kids are mm -hmm. learning remotely or we don't have to be in an office. Let's just hit the road. And he goes through the math in the article about how it doesn't really pay. And then he also talks about you know, the sports car and how that doesn't pay. But then he gets into sort of how you can evaluate it. And his three things to think about are, is this purchase essential? How will this affect my long-term future and savings? And then will it bring me something special in the form of happiness? And he says, it's not that you can't always splurge, but you need to kind of think about these things. Amy, what do you think? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I love his practical outline. That's so smart for sure. His RV example was really, really powerful because it was saying, okay, if you, if you buy it and I, I don't have the exact paragraph in front of me, if you buy the RV and then RV writers only use it, what was it? 35 days out of a year on average, that was much better to actually rent. If you are this kind of fly by night, we're going to jump in the camper with the kids and we're going to do remote learning and we're going to go see all the national parks. If you're, if you're that person, then rental definitely makes sense. I do want to counter it though. My husband, I think it was about two or, or three years ago, he had this RV dream, right? And maybe it's a middle life thing that um, we go through where we are clinging to wanting to spend time with our children and enjoying those precious moments in kind of a 1970s nostalgic way. So anyway, he got a sprinter van, he outfitted it, he put a bed in it, brought in carpet, took out seats, um, brought in different types of seats that were more comfortable. And now we use this modified RV sprinter van to go to all the kids long like sporting events where we're taking naps and other parents are all crouched up in their cars like this. And then we also take a lot more road trips. We've taken up to Canada and to Texas and to Florida and just all over. This was, and this was pre-pandemic. We have gotten some great mileage out of that modified sprinter van. Again, it's not a full RV. There's no bathroom. There's no kitchen sink, but it, it enables us to travel with the kids and have all this quality time. And then when COVID hit, my husband just sat back in his chair and he said, see, I told you so. So <laughs> if you actually think that you can get miles beyond the 35 days on average per year and will really take advantage of this time to spend with family. I have now a high schooler and a burgeoning, you know, elementary school kiddo who's in the fifth grade. If you feel like you can have some quality moments in the van and we truly have it could be a good kind of splurge, Bobby. Yeah. I mean, I think that he accurately says you have to really think about the happiness it's going to bring you. And in your case, it certainly has brought your family so much happiness. And I guess you remember you, you guys have it from before this. You didn't buy it on an impulse buy, trapped you know, at home under quarantine, <laughs> feeling like, not that I'm feeling trapped these days, but feeling yeah. like you just have to desperately get out. Not that I'm counting the days till we go to Florida for five weeks. Um, so you just, you know, and we're driving everybody, don't worry, we're not getting on a plane. But I mean, so, yeah. you know, that's the thing is that we're in this pandemic and we do have this mm -hmm. like pent up need mm -hmm. to treat ourselves and feeling like we've been deprived for a while even though, you know, compared to other hardships in our nation's history, this is certainly 
you know, it's, it's terrifying, but we're not actively, you know, we're not drafting 18 year olds and teaching them to shoot guns and all that stuff. A lot of us, we just are staying home and, and watching, you know, Netflix and all that, but it is a terrifying time. And we do feel like, well, who knows what life will hold? Maybe I should just go for it at this point. And that's really understandable. Yeah, we're we're at different stages of crawling the walls, as I put it. Some of us are in a <laughs> yoga pose where our legs are up and we're relaxed, and the rest of us are like ready to punch that given wall on any given day, right? The emotions are really running the gambit. What's something that's been so interesting now that we have viable vaccines on the table, and the FDA just approved us for you know in America on Friday. Uh, I'm really curious to see how this is going to affect this luxury spending category. Because I don't know if you remember, but when those stimulus checks came out, people who really needed to save that money for basic essentials at home were lining up at Louis Vuitton and they were here in the district and in Northern Virginia and even Maryland, there were these reports of lines out the door and around the corner at Louis Vuitton, people literally interviewed and using those stimulus checks for luxury purchases Perhaps, I'm just saying, perhaps beyond their means because they have all this cash in their hands all of a sudden. And similarly, now that we have the vaccine or people might be feeling more hopeful and optimistic, are they going to be pumping in more money towards these luxury purchases? I'm I'm super curious. It might cause a big boom in luxury spending, which hasn't really suffered. Too, it is, it's, the reports are kind of mixed, but it seems like it hasn't been suffering too, too greatly. Yeah. I mean, retail's having a good holiday season so far, which is fascinating. Yeah. And I see a note that we have here from um, a, a viewer saying that in Texas, a lot of people are buying houses. And that it, that is so, so true because the rates have been so, so favorable. And arguably, real estate, depending on where you're purchasing, what you're purchasing, and make sure it's very, very well-researched, is a great growth opportunity for your money. That's kind of a that's a good example of what he was saying, long-term spending goals and how you want to invest your money and to help it grow. So you have to ask yourself the same question. A house that I'm purchasing now at these amazing, amazing rates, um, is that going to help our financial portfolio grow versus a yacht that might sit in the harbor? I want to know the yacht statistics for any boat riders <laughs> out there. How often are you out on the boats that you own. Cause my husband has this idea in his mind, like this kind of fetish, you know, when we make it, mm-hmm. we're going to have a yacht. And my question there is like, is there a coupon code for that? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No, my husband and I went through a phase, you know, we all go through phases in quarantine of what we're watching. And we watched this yacht show. I can't remember what it is. I think it's on like the wealth channel. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, so I, I actually, I voyeuristically, I know a little bit about this. I believe that the math is that you pay about 10% a year in maintenance. Like, so if you buy a boat for a million dollars, it's going to cost you a hundred thousand dollars in maintenance at least each year. So that's kind of how that is. So it's sometimes these things, you still have to pay the maintenance and stuff. It worries me when people splurge on luxury, certainly with a stimulus check, because that's not what it's for. And then, you know, that's not something that's going to pay dividends. Now, you might be able to resell it and get some of your money back and in some rare brands even more, but that's not what's going on, I don't think. So please don't do that. I would say that's a no. If you get government help, if you really don't need it and somehow you get it, give it to someone who needs it. That's okay too. Yeah, definitely. But (laughs) please don't buy a Louis Vuitton bag. No offense to the company. There's lots of actually even rental uh, 
rental sites, even for things like designer handbags. I haven't used it personally, and the name isn't coming fresh to my the well, top of Well, there's Rent the mind. Runway. I know that, but there's some handbag there's ones too. There's Rent the Runway yeah. for clothing, but there are some verified handbag ones where you can literally rent the designer handbag for a short period of time and then return it. And you're only paying the rental fees and a small amount of insurance, and maybe in some cases, a cleaning fee in order to use that bag, have the feel of luxury of that bag, feel like you own that bag, but at the end of the day, return it and not still be paying on your credit card, for example. Oh my goodness. Yes. That really, so that's definitely a don't splurge. What other tips do you have for people to know when they should splurge or not on luxury? Cause you're obviously a go for that camper. If, if you're going <laughs> to use it. I am, you know, and it was well planned out. I think for me, splurges also have that word spontaneity that kind of go hand in hand with it. And I'm just not that type of spender. So maybe I wasn't the perfect guest to, to talk about this particular article because I really, I like to plan and budget. So we just, I'm talking in my very echoey kitchen here. We renovated this kitchen, but we plan to renovate it. It, it took a while for both of us to make the financial contributions to set them aside in a separate nest egg. This is a separate nest egg from the other one that you should have for rainy day circumstances uh, in, in order to, to really build out this, this kitchen. And we, you know, we decided we didn't want to do a loan. We wanted to do it um, on, the, on the sweat and tears of our own <laughs> uh, hard-baked money there. And so, and so that's how we did it. So in other words, for things that are big, big purchases. It, maybe it was just how I was, how I was raised by my parents was to set aside some money. And while you're thinking about purchasing it, watch the money grow too. Like see how that feels. Do you like the feeling of that money growing? Perhaps you can put it in something else where it might grow in different ways and have a return investment come back to you. Oh, and I always think about return, return on investment. So will you, if you don't want it, maybe five years from now, will you be able to resale it? Does the value go up like a Toyota Land Cruiser or does it go down like my BMW X5? So like, you want to think about those things too. That's all good. And by the way, we have in our audience here, I think she's coming on the Facebook feed. No, on the, on the YouTube feed, everyone, please follow us on YouTube money with friends. Um, Julie says, boat, we were talking about the yachts before, bring over another thousand, B-O-A-T, bring over another thousand. Thank you, Julie. And we also have a comment from Sarah talking about the fact that she borrowed an espresso machine of a friend before she committed to buying one. And she wasn't sure. And she didn't yeah. use it very much. So she knew. So that was the answer. I love that you did that, Sarah. I do this with my friends all the time. So for example, I have a Japanese rice cooker. It's actually in the Japanese language, but my friends, they, their sons works, uh, just loved getting sticky rice. So whenever they would order takeout, they're like, can you please, please get extra sticky rice? So they borrowed my Japanese rice cooker. I, I showed them which buttons to press and everything because it's all written in kanji. And then they found that they loved the ease of the automatic rice cooker at home. They figured it was something they would use almost every other day as they were when they borrowed mine. They returned mine, of course, and then promptly bought one. Um, I believe it was off amazon.com and in English. <laughs> Good. And they use it? Yeah, all the time. All the time. Now we exchange rice ball making recipes. That sounds perfect. That sounds delicious, actually. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I forgot. I told everyone I would say what my splurge was. So I waited. Uh, yeah. This is also like your kitchen. I mean, I waited, waited, waited. And I mm -hmm. did buy the Dyson hairdryer this holiday season. <gasps> 
I bought it on Black oh. Friday. I did not get a discount. I was waiting. I mean, I waited years at this point, Amy. And <laughs> yes, I didn't yes, get a discount. Yeah. I did get, and I've talked about it on this show for a very long time, that I wanted one. And the audience told me I could get it. It will help me get ready faster and be easier and all that stuff. So I was, I got permission from our money friends. But um, <laughs> I, they, it did come with extra, like, gifts. Because I bought it on Black Friday. They were like, it didn't, I didn't pay less money, but I got more for the money. So that was at least good, right? Was that an okay score, Jamie? I'm I'm glad that you mentioned that because actually I just received two boxes of things that I purchased. Cyber Monday was one, Black Friday was another. And they also added a little extra something. I didn't ask for it, but it just came. So there's some extra bonuses this time of year. So if you are thinking about splurging, you might get a little, you know, extra bonus gift. (laughs) Don't buy it for the extra bonus gift. (laughs) I'm always tempted though. I mean, I have, I'm just going to be honest here. I have rounded up when they say, if you spend another, you know, $3 and you get all these gifts, I have Mm -hmm. thrown in that lipstick. So I I am definitely guilty of that kind of stuff, especially with makeup. (laughs) So I'm just going to own it. I'm not saying that's a good financial thing. It's one of those do as I say, (laughs) not as I do, but I just love the little gifts that come with things. I mean, I got this, I got the extra things for the Dyson, but I've gotten like, you know, little extra makeup things of makeup I was already buying. And also like those, um, you know, those silk, like, um, masks when you go to sleep like that you can put yes. um those are good and little hair things so I'm a sucker for that what can I say uh let's take one more comment and then uh we're gonna get to our takeaway soon uh this is from Oscar we bought a juicer but never used it my wife gave it to my mother-in-law and she uses it every day that's excellent pass it pay it I forward it. if you don't use it I absolutely love that you know and and truly even if something is on extra sale. And we're talking about all these holiday sales. Even if it's like 40% off, if you're not using it with any good frequency, then it's really not a good bargain. <laughs> yeah. And and if you've got it and it's too late to return it, find someone who will use it at least or sell it one or the other. All right. Let's do our takeaways. Yeah. You know, for me, this is such a big one. I'm always very cost conscious. I I love, as you mentioned, my coupon codes and I'm not shy about it. Um, I love extensions like Honey where you can save money. And this is on every little thing. And for the big things, plan your expenditures, especially during this time when we're, we're feeling a little bit more, maybe perhaps hopeful. There's a vaccine on the, uh, right now. And, you know, there's great hope for the future. Don't rush out and buy some huge thing that's going to maybe bring you temporary joy for about 24 hours. And then you might have purchase regret thereafter. I always think the best splurges are actually well thought out. And then when you're done, you feel so good and so wise and better for it. So true and such great advice. And I would just add to that, that if you feel the urge to splurge, do it on something where the high end of it is not really so much money. So if you have to go to Louis Vuitton, there must be something there that's dirt cheap. I'm not familiar with it, but maybe there's a keychain or something. I don't know. Um, Buy something really inexpensive from a fancy place or something. Buy a fancy candle. Treat yourself even to a dinner and support a restaurant. They all need our support. You'll get the feeling of treating yourself without the long-term financial hit. At that dinner, then you can fantasize about that next great splurge that you're going to, you yourself are going to do solo or that you and your partner are thinking about. Like plan it out. Yeah. Or just, I sometimes just ignore points that are adding up on my credit card, the, you know, the reward points. And then you look like two years later or something. And I once bought, you know, I have one fancy purse. I bought it with points. 
you know, I and I wasn't that. doing and all the, for me, I can't keep track of all the weird, this, people are really smart. There are people really good at the point thing. I don't do all that mm-hmm. gaming, the hack, the point hacking, but <laughs> if you just spend like you're normally going to spend and you look up after a couple of years, you know, yeah. it'll add up. So definitely add maybe do that. I don't know, but you've got a lot going on. I do, you know, coming up in our, I'm already planning for January and February, believe it or not. But in January, I have some Today Show and Rachel Ray. And between now and then, I have like a total of six segments to to squeeze out before the holidays are over. So I've just been very lucky and busy. Well, that's great. Where can people keep track of your schedule? On <laughs> I, I, My favorite is your Reels channel. People have to do that. But so where can people see the Reels and then also like just upcoming what where you're going to be? Yeah, well, you shouldn't keep track of my calendar. That's not necessary. Yes, but we you should. can find me at Amy E. Goodman across all social, and that's my website too. And if you, yeah, if you just want some comic relief of like the silly little things that really happen in my life, that's where it's reflected in reels. Have some fun with it. Oh my God. Her reels are so fun. That's an understatement. And she gets her whole family involved. And the kids, oh my goodness, you, you just, you have to. It's, it's like the best show on social media right now. Um, and you can learn more about Amy E. Goodman and all of our amazing collaborators, co-hosts, thought leaders, and so on, on our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also get links to our stories by looking at the date that this podcast first came out. So for today, that would be Wednesday, December 16th. You go to the calendar and you can also see our recording times and learn more about all of our thought leaders. As I mentioned, please do follow us on YouTube, or I guess that's subscribe on YouTube. Just look for Money with Friends. You can also be part of our live recordings if you do that. And you can also follow us at Money Friends Pod on Instagram and Twitter. That was a mouthful, but I think I got it all out. Anyway, (laughs) Amy, until next time, thank you so much for joining us. This was so great, as always, amazing tips, and uh, we just love having you. Aw, well, I'll see you next time then. I can't wait. This show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends, LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at Money Friends Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember, you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I am Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends.